time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the I want to see some of that whiz This castle is in unacceptable condition! Unacceptable! Mathematical! Bacon pancakes! Welcome back to WizBiz with Alex and Eric. It's a podcast about Adventure Time, which is a cartoon, and we are grown-ups. My name is Eric. And I am Alex. And in this episode, we will be discussing Season 2, Episodes 7 and 8, Power Animal and Crystals Have Power. They are two powerful episodes. Wouldn't you say, Alex? I wouldn't. I think your ideas are stupid. Uh, No, I would say that. And here's an interesting thing. So our show is uh, Adventure Time Through the through the guise of two people into into the the occult world, the the pagan things, heathenry mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, now I like a crystal. I have a bunch of crystals, oh, but yeah. it's not my main focus in in the world of the occult. I got some amethyst on the table right there. Mm-hmm. I got some I got some crystal merkabahs over over on the other table. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a crystal guy. I don't have like crystal uh, you know layouts. I don't have like a crystal grid. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like maybe if we were better at this show and I had a third microphone, we could have gotten one of our friends that's like super into crystals just I, to talk about that one episode. <laughs> here's the thing. I think that I think that for real occultists, uh, I think that frequently we recognize that there's a bit of an ethical problem with crystals in general. Just because of the way that most crystals come about. You know, they're, they're side effects of like strip mining. Yeah. And lots of like earth destroying mining operations, and that it in itself makes them kind of yucky. Um, I think that uh, it's you know if you are a, a practitioner, a, a witch, or an occultist, or a magician, or whatever who enjoys using rocks, of you should find some local stuff. Yes, instead of getting weird crystals from some you know ecology destroying strip mine in sub-Saharan Africa. Get uh, get something local like, you know, we're in Oregon. We've got, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff here like thunder eggs and sunstones and obsidian and, and amnestist. I got that locally and amnesty fists and yeah. all sorts of stuff. You get these amnesty oh, fists, amnesty fists, uh, but also, you know, like uh, beach rocks, you know, agates and things like that. Like we have so many things that you can use as a uh, special rock that yes. can come here to you locally and doesn't necessarily get associated with uh, horrible corporations with the shitty environmental practices. Is this... Uh, this exactly. So just so, pick so, up your cell phone that's made with ch- literally child uh, slave labor, uh, open up open up Google Maps, uh, and find yourself, a, find yourself a local quarry. Look, we all have plenty of crystals in our cell phones and our LEDs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, our, our magic can use local rocks. No, I think most of the magic comes from child tears. <laughs> I'm I'm from the school of magic from uh, uh, Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom. I'm like a big Kalima guy. Like it's only if child Kalima. labor, if child labor is involved. Uh, congratulations, to that kid though. He just won the Oscar. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Hey, all right. So let's leave this crystal talk behind, and why don't we ascend to the roof party? Yeah. Before we do that, though, I just want to uh, one request of you. Yes. Can you give the audience a call to action? 
and tell them where they can find us on the internet? Oh, yeah. We are at whizbizpodcast.com. That's where you can find all of our stuff. And uh, we are also on pretty much every social media platform at whizbizpodcast. Um, and my favorite call to action, the one that I would encourage everybody to do, is to tell a friend about this podcast. You know, tell them about Adventure Time. And then you're like, if you think this children's cartoon is really stupid, you should listen to these dudes discuss it on the internet because they're even stupider. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's a good call to action. Now, uh, as you were saying, let us ascend to the roof and uh, stare out into the middle distance and say, what is my power animal? You know... This episode, one of the things that I love about this episode is that there's a lot of partying in it. Mm. You know, we there don't is a have, fair amount of partying. We don't have just the roof party, but we have uh, Jake basically partying his way through the whole adventure. Yes. Like, uh, he, he uh, in, his, in his quest to save Finn, like, he leaves, the, he leaves the treehouse, he runs into a dancing bug, and he dances with a bunch of bugs and they start partying and the music that the dancing bug has like that deep bass yeah is friggin' amazing uh i should probably mention that i i was watching this episode with my studio monitor speakers so the bass just sounds really really good and crisp and stuff but it sounded so good i loved i loved the party bug music and then there's uh you want to spit a few bars to it no 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 because okay. i think i would probably um blow out your microphone or get spit everywhere yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. and also you are basically the I, rap I know god. that we we already agreed that there would be no 80s rap in this episode yeah i just realized we didn't agree to that <laughs> no, maybe that, we that, should that, agree that there'll be no 80s no. beatboxing audience and audience should know that before we started recording we were talking about eric doing 80s beatboxing uh and uh that's i forgot that actually isn't in the episode so uh now you have that explanation yeah uh jake is a party animal a party god and uh very much written as adhd in this episode which is yeah. something that I think repeats over the course of the show, but uh, has more, um, it seems like more of a learning tool in later episodes. This is the first one. It seems like a, something that's actually like taking away from his quality of Jake-dom. Right. Uh, where later ones, it seems like, ah, just not going to bother because Finn, Finn's got this. Yeah. This is like literally, he's, he's, it's almost like that dream where you're trying to run and you're like in quicksand or something where mm-hmm. Jake just keeps trying to get to Finn, but he gets distracted by a bug and it's just like, it's not working. But. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, and they're nymphs. They're nymphs. They're water nymphs, which and, are the best kind of nymphs. And there's Bimo. And Bimo yeah, I was about actually, to bring up Bimo. Yeah. Bimo dancing his little, little butt off. Bimo, who has not yet reappeared in uh, the dungeon studio. Wait, what do we call this studio? Dungeon studio is fine. It used okay. to be uh, the echo chamber. That's right. The room with the creepy door on the Alex cast. Ooh, the room with the creepy door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bimo still has not returned to the room with the creepy door. Yeah. Um, I And we've, uh, at least I've searched my apartment quite a bit, and Bimo does seem to be completely gone uh i don't understand it i've checked the one other person that's been down here and uh she did not take it there was like a zero 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 one percent chance that did she you would've. ask the right questions do we need to perhaps uh... oh i i put the literally put the screws to her like it was yeah. it was that wasn't a sex joke like i mean i put her in a chair and started putting screws into her very flesh uh-huh, and uh-huh. Like, where the fuck is bemo where is my bemo she still didn't give up the answer I mean, by the end, she was admitting that she stole it, but, like, I'm pretty sure it's just because of the horrible, horrible torture. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, because, you know that thing with torture where, like... You get wrong answer. You get you get false confessions You can feel it, too. Like, you know when it's happening. You're, yeah, like, three, yeah. four days into it. They're like, oh, my God, please, I'll tell I you anything. I don't even have any fingernails uh, well, well, Yeah, where, 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, you know, whiny shit. Uh, and so, they're, yeah, they're like, oh, you're fine. I stole your fucking BMO. I don't even know what that is. I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't believe you. 
but I believe your pain. And then, you know, I gave her a rag and said, hey, wash your face off. And a lollipop, of course, yeah. you always have to. Yeah. Cause... Get the bricks, kid. I got to find my $10 toy I bought on Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, so Bimo is still missing. But Bimo was great in this episode. Bimo danced a little bit and uh there there's just like there's this adorable scene where Jake and Bimo are sitting on the front steps of the treehouse and Jake is eating a sandwich and yelling Finn's name and Bimo's just sitting there kicking his little legs yeah. and staring off into the distance. It was it was very Bimo. Uh so that made me really um happy. You know, it would have made me happy, but it made me sad cuz my sweet sweet boy Bimo is is gone. And I don't know what to do. Audience at home, if anybody has an extra BMO, has like a, a like a cool BMO thing you can send me, that'd be great. I'm not asking you, like, don't buy me nothing. But like, if you're like, oh shit, I've got this thing from like back when it was appropriate for me to have Adventure Time stuff, I'll send it to this adult that I listen to. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hit me up. Uh, yes. So he, they have uh, during the roof party, which opens this episode before mm-hmm. Finn uh, goes missing. We see a random evil guy doing oh, evil. Oh, we don't laughing. know that is evil. No, he's evil laughs. Just he's just a very large man with a red pointy hat, and he has sinister laughing. He does have sort of sinister laughing. Yes, and I think uh, um, sinister laughing is is key. Uh, PB is in this episode, Princess Bubblegum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we we're uh, lamenting her non-existence in season two thus far. Well, we had uh, PB and Marceline were in this episode. This yes. is actually the first episode that both of them appear together. Ooh, sparks were a flying. But there were no sparks of flying. I don't think they were even on the screen at the same time. Yeah, there was, however, a celestial alignment they were watching. Which was not a celestial alignment. That was like that was like the Northern Lights. Yeah, but also uh, Andor stole that wholeheartedly. Uh, stole the whole thing. There's Andor. an episode of Andor where that something like that happened. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a running joke, which uh, we've talked about on the show uh, quite a bit, how this is a terrible, terrible show for children to watch and gives you really bad ideas. Uh-huh. This episode more than once puts the idea into children's head that you should shove your ice cream cone into a, a toaster. toaster. <laughs> that I love that. I love how it just keeps happening throughout the episode where it cuts to Jake and he's putting an ice cream tone coated a toaster and pushing the button and I'm just like, oh God. So when when we were young men, uh many, many, many years ago for you, uh-huh. uh you know, a couple months ago for me, there was a very popular show called The Beavis and the Butthead. Oh yes, I remember that. And there was this controversy because one of them, uh I was joking about not remembering the names, but I think Beavis was like obsessed with fire. Mm-hmm. And uh some kid burned his house down or something like that or killed his sister with fire or some some tr- you know horrible tragedy, but it was 40 years ago. Who cares? Uh, and they're like, oh, blame it on Beavis and Butthead. And it was like this whole rigmarole, like, oh, dangerous cartoons or whatever. Imagine if some kid shoved a fucking, you know, a SpongeBob popsicle into a toaster and just got fried because of an Adventure Time episode. Well, the thing is, he probably wouldn't get fried because most home um, appliances these days have lots of protective circuits and, you know, ground protection faults and things that... And also, I mean, have you seen toasters? Like... Your shitty toaster nowadays, it can barely handle stress. It would just burn out. Something would just give away in there. I don't think there would be any danger of fire or electrocution. All right, hold on. I just have to check off something on my list here. Um, Bathtub toaster. Okay, so I'm down to high building and gun. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not, not even telling you what that list is about. Oh, right, right. That's not a call for help. Um, Don't worry, audience. I'll have a long talk with Alex afterwards. (laughs) You won't. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. So you make a left, and that's big pink, and then you walk up to the walk up to the top floor. Make sure to try to land in a superhero pose. I'm going to be down here filming. Um, the party ends, and and uh, yeah, I'm just going to be a little gross here. Jake wakes himself up by punching himself in the face with his stomach. Yeah, but where that hand came out of, I'm, he kind of punched think... himself in the face with his dick. No, it was his stomach. I know. His he, stomach was hungry. He even says that, but still, that was... <laughs> you think that was just a big old dick punch? I th- I think if I were a little kid, that's definitely the way I would read it. And as a 42-year-old man, that's the way I was reading it. I know he says his stomach, but like, let's face it, cartoonists are immature. They're, they're essentially me, but with talent. It's <laughs> too hard to imagine. It's <laughs> <laughs> too hard to imagine. <laughs> You're right. So so Jake wakes himself up by punching himself in the face with his with his own. Yeah. And uh, we also get a fun uh, Jake and Bemo singing together moment. Yeah, which was amazing. I loved yeah. that. I loved that. The, the, I think both of these episodes actually had pretty good music. I, I was impressed with the – at least they had – I don't remember the music in the Crystal one, but we'll get to it in, in the next episode. Um, so it turns out that Finn has been uh, kidnapped. In the middle of the night. But let's let's underline a word here. Kidnapped. Okay? Yeah. Because he's a kid. Yeah. One of the first things he is asked to do in the Beneathiverse, where the elves live, or the trolls, or whatever they are. They're gnomes, gnomes. dude. They're gnomes. Whatever. No, it's important because it, I'm the fantas- Grand Master of the Gnomes is the ruler of the Beneathiverse. I'm fantasy racist. They're all the same to me. <laughs> uh, they make him run on a giant hamster wheel, but the second thing they do... Is make the eleven-year-old boy dance on a pole dance. Yes, I know. <laughs> and sexy, fun dancing is the phrase they use. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking eleven. Yeah. We started this bit about Finn being sexualized, much as a joke. Both but of these now, episodes, now, both of these yeah, episodes sexualized. Now him. that it's now that it's like in our head. Oh my god, this show is like there, there's there's problems. There, it does have. I agree. English it has some good real that, problems. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and also, so th- that leads to Finn having a, a fantasy sequence where he breaks out of the chair, and he's uh, he's got uh, ripped uh, abs and and big muscles, and he's got chest hair. Yeah, yeah, which made so, me very uncomfortable. So I had made uh, a note here that uh, Finn must be going through puberty at this point because he was getting really, really sweaty. But I'm wondering now if mm. his sweatiness was part of the dream sequence because. After the dream sequence, when Jake finally shows up, Finn is in, Finn's union suit isn't all sweaty anymore. But there is a point in there where Finn looks extra sweaty, and I don't think kids sweat that much. Do they? I don't remember my childhood very much. Yeah, uh, it was pre-Vimo. Yeah. I mean, things happen. I you forget. remember Thundercats? Transformers? G.I. Joe? He-Man? Yeah... I don't remember the face of my father, though. I don't know what that is. It's He-Man. It's a He-Man theme song. Yeah, I don't remember that. Finn's got chest hair. Yeah, Finn has chest hair and muscles. Yeah. Oh, you know, we kind of... Let's discuss the party in the sky. Oh, God, the party god. So this is the party god's first appearance, but it's not his last. Party god is a recurring character, and he is important later on. He's important in this episode, too. Uh, and he's basically like a giant wolf wearing a trucker cap on backwards with mm-hmm. one of his ears coming out of the trucker. Yes. <laughs> trucker cap hole. He he looks like a douchey frat guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. But he's I'm a wolf head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. I like it. I'm, I bet you there's a fun story behind the creation of that character. But, you know, <laughs> we're not we're not allowed to know. Uh, I wish there was uh, commentary tracks. 
Apparently there were at some point. We may have discussed this already, but uh, yeah. they're hard to find. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's possible that the Adventure Time wiki has uh, the the fan wiki might have some information on that, but I didn't look. I I just was happy to see Party God, and I I it was nice to see, you know, because there is an element of Adventure Time that's sort of like more cosmic. You know, we get the cosmic owl and Prismo, yes. and uh, even the Lich to some extent, but and especially you know the, but so it's nice seeing that stuff start to show up. Yeah. We're starting to we're starting to hit our stride. Yeah, I fucked up when I was trying to watch this episode. So I have two profiles on my HBO Max. Started recently. One is the Wizbiz profile, and one uh-huh. is my normal profile. And it was on the wrong one. So I started watching uh, episode uh, what is this five? Mm-hmm. But it was season three because it was on the other profile because I was just watching random Adventure Time episodes. I'm like, uh. this seems. This is too advanced. Like, this is not, this doesn't seem like season two. I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong fucking episode. So, I, you know, back uh-huh. the hell out and, and got to the real one. But yeah, it's, it's funny you that you can like. profiles. That's really smart. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not dumb. I, like, as much as, as much as you think I'm a dummy and try to remind me every time we see each other, I have like three or four still functioning neurons. <laughs> it just, none of which are devoted to memory. Well, whatever, dummy. Yeah. I mean, fair. <laughs> except for my HBO Max uh, abilities. Uh, it's a, it's a stroke of brilliance. Pure genius. Yeah, it's bound to happen. You know, dog, sunshine, but yeah. Uh, so, so Finn. One of the things. So Jake finally realizes that he needs to overcome his ADHD if he's going to find Finn. So he asks, he the party god grants him a wish because Jake is such an amazing partier. Uh, and and Jake makes the wish, and then he's like, "Wait, is there a catch?" And the party god is like, "Yes, you will be filled with the power of one thousand partying demons, or or something yeah. like that." So Jake, when he shows up in the gnome kingdom, is supercharged. Yeah, he's gacked out. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about partying for a second. Jake is ostensibly an adult, especially yeah. in dog years. Yeah. It brings up the idea: does does ooh or or the 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 Middle Earth, whatever wherever we are right now? Oh, this place. Yeah. You mean like the basement? No, no, I, in the show. Oh, I, I, know, I know where we are. I rent this place. Yeah, ooh. Do they not have alcohol? They must have alcohol because there are candy people all over the place. You leave one of them sitting in a puddle of water and they're going to get alcoholic. That's true. Because I feel like Jake would be a big beer guy. And it's weird yeah. that they're not drinking. Well, I mean, it is a kid's show. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Not everybody's pure and weirdo like a, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Europe. I don't yeah. think that alcohol ever shows up in this show. I don't remember it ever showing up. So, you know, in your in your face. Now there alcohol. are red solo cups. At some point in the show, Jake has a red solo cup that has a pie on the side. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that just reminded me of that terrible song, and now I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> what, what? There's a song called Red Solo Cup. It's like a like a modern country song. Can and you it, sing a few bars? It's literally Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Wow. Let's have a party. That's some highbrow music. It's really, it's it's honestly one of the worst songs I've ever heard. And I've heard an entire Limp Bizkit album. And I'm saying this is worse than the entirety of Chocolate Starfish and the whatever the fuck that album was called. You, what happened? What happened? What made you listen to an entire Limp Bizkit album? Were you trapped? I was in high school at the time. Oh. I think I was just in somebody's car. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was popular music at the time. We didn't know how bad it was until about, you know a week later and you're like oh yeah no this is terrible i didn't now that i'm hearing it uh yeah so jake rescues well finn kind of rescues no no finn doesn't rescue himself. Finn doesn't he dreams about he rescuing dreams about rescuing himself but he's stuck in the in the imagination yeah. machine then jake shows up just completely gacks on coke mm-hmm. and uh destroys the underground beneath a verse layer and the upturn overdrive 
Yeah, which I do. The idea of the upturn overdrives are going to flip the Earth so they're on top for once. Yeah, which, basically the gnomes are flat earthers. Yeah, it's also, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, that's not how that would work. And also their idea is they just have some pistons hitting the ceiling. Yeah. That's their, that's how they're <laughs> going to spin the earth. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's like a, a Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark situation where like, it would have solved itself if nobody got involved. <laughs> you know? It would have been fine. I got to say that the, the Beneathoverse is like super low budget compared to the Nightoverse though. I mean- it's just a big well, cave. Well, it's the Night of Sphere. The Night of Sphere. It's got more dimensions. Right. Because oh, it's a sphere. Right. right. Yeah. The Beneathiverse is, is yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I feel better. The Beneathiverse is just beneath. Yeah. This is a whole fucking sphere. Yeah. That's true. True. Very yeah. true. Uh, and then uh, the episode ends up with uh, them, uh, with their outro, let's go eat Cinnamon Bun. Yeah, which I love. So Cinnamon Bun, the episode starts, I guess we probably, this would have been better if we had talked about the yeah, beginning. Whatever. Cinnamon Bun does show up at the party on the roof at the beginning and uh, makes fun of Jake for having no focus. And so, yeah, the last line of the episode is, let's go eat Cinnamon Bun. Yes. <laughs> which they do not do. No, you never know. Well, we know he shows up later. Yeah, but but they can make another one. They can know. make another one. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're sentient candy. I'm pretty sure they're replaceable. So this episode was the first episode with uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. I already mentioned that. Um, the nymphs, the two nymphs that Jake talks to, mm-hmm. uh, one of them was voiced by uh, Hinden Welch, who voices uh, PB. And the other one was uh, voiced by Nikki Yang. Who does Bimo. Yeah, that one I recognize. And yeah. guess who played the Grandmaster of the Gnomes, ruler of the Beneathiverse? Um, Grandmaster of the Gnomes... Ruler of the Beneathiverse. I feel like that would be a, uh, who would be appropriate for that? John Reesh Davies. <laughs> Is that just because he played a dwarf? Yeah. Is this still just your, your fantasy racism? I don't know. I just couldn't think of anybody. It seemed like a good enough guess. It's Paul Rubens. Ah, yeah. I should have thought about that. <laughs> this show is perverted <laughs> enough for that sicko to come on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think it's time for a segment. Is it time for a segment? I think so. Uh, hey, Alex, do you have any shiny rocks? Eric, none of your fucking business. Share them. Share them with our audience. All right, you talked me business? into it. Last episode, and probably not last episode, but one of the recent episodes, uh, we, we shared some terrible jokes on it. And I found, uh, so I was looking up the world's oldest joke, which I told about the, I forget if I told it on the show, but. I, I think I told it. No. Yeah. Yeah, I beat you to it. I remember that. I, Because you had told me about it ahead of time, and then I told the joke on the episode before you could tell it. And oh, I really? Like, yes. I thought you t- you were telling those weird jokes of, like, that guy that's, like, I terrible. did that, too. Oh, okay. Anyway, so the world's oldest joke is, you know, a wife sits on a man's lap. She For the first time ever, uh, she doesn't fart. I found another really early example. This is a Sumerian guy walks into a bar joke. Oh, oh. Uh, so this is somewhere between 4500 and 1900 BC. Uh-huh. So uh, big time, right? And here is the joke. A dog walked into a tavern and said, I can't see a thing. I'll open this one. No one has any fucking idea what that means. They know it's like some kind of like aphorism joke kind of thing. There's all these theories around what it means, but they're like, it's just, it's, it's probably made sense to them, but like, we don't know what it is. So like one of the theories is that taverns were also brothels and that he, the dog had to close his eyes uh, to walk into the brothel. Which doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's one of the theories. Uh, yeah, so there, there's multiple theories about uh, the, the Sumerian joke, and there's no uh, there's no real answer to it. Yeah, it's a pretty bad joke. 
Well, I don't know. It might be hilarious. It, it might, might be. be. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to keep it in my back pocket for the next time I time travel. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So either time travel or if they find like a, like a scroll or a Stella or like any kind of tablet uh-huh. and they're like, oh, look, we learned all this new shit about Sumerian civilization. Turns out they thought this about dogs or dogs were a metaphor for this or uh, this guy was famous for being blind and he was or, called or old th- Canis. Or a thing know? has an extra meaning. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, then they're like, oh, dude, that joke, fucking killer. I mean, that's up there with a lady that farted in her husband's lap. Uh, yeah, so that, and then I, I do have one traditional uh, uh, shiny rock. Okay. Uh, Eric, do you know what Onirodynia is? The first part you can get. Onirodynia. Um, it's going to have something to do with dreams. Mm-hmm. Dream changing? No. I mean, not a bit, like a, a Dream a good power. Guess. No. Dream pants? I'm out, I'm out so of guesses. Close. I'm out yeah. of guesses. Uh, it's another word for a poor night's sleep involving uh-huh. things like bad dreams or nightmares. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Onirodynia. I, uh, I have a dream. I have a dream to relate. This, I had a really weird dream the other night. Well, well uh, Onir, on, Onir yourself. It did. It I did wake me up. Say. The dream woke me up. So okay. I think I experienced a little, little bit of Onirodynia okay. from this. So in this dream, I was part of a team of, um, researchers and we were uh, on the cusp of some like world changing world saving discovery or, or 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 technology or something but we realized that there were these three scientists that we needed to consult who had the information that we needed to finish our project but they were all dead so we first figured out a way to get into the underworld and then we figured out a way to counteract the effects of the river Lath, you know, which erases yeah. your memory. So we crossed into the underworld and we want to find these scientists and give them this concoction that could reverse the river Lath so that they could come back and help us. I mean, yeah, I think if you're good enough to like figure out a way to like go into the underworld while still alive, you got that shit sorted already. You got plenty. You got plenty of binds. Except in that the room. problem was, it, we what we didn't realize is that sometimes when we administered the cure, it caused the shade to go insane. Oh, so yeah, it got happen. a little yeah. weird and crazy. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it was a really strange and very intense dream. And there was another part of the dream that I'm not going to share because I think it might have had a secret meaning for me. Ooh. Oh yeah, I know it was a good one. Too so, but it was a it was a it was a crazy dream, like the the mix of like uh, you know averting disaster through science and then being like, oh, but we must cross into the underworld and rescue some scientists. Uh, I but not to do, make this a dream episode, but I'm going to tell you a very quick dream I had the other night. Uh-huh. Um, there was a show called The Last of Us. I don't know if you watched it. I know of it, but I have not watched um, it. And and uh, yes, you've told me about it many times. Episode two or three. Uh, it features, it's a kind of a bottle episode where it's, uh, spoiler alert for Last of Us, if you haven't watched it yet, but, uh, it's a bottle episode where like these two guys fall in love and you've kind of followed their story for a few years. Uh-huh. Um, I had a dream, it, like basically that episode, but with me and a lady that I meet that in lads that I was walking around after everybody had died from a, uh, a, you know, very quick acting plague. Uh, so like there was no like looting or anything. So all the stores were like chock full of food and like, you know, so uh-huh. the, the episode was like this prep thing of like us meeting, be like, Hey, uh, the, the line I remember that I found fun was I, she, she had a gun pulled on me and I said, no, no, no I'm, I, I'm carrying a book. It's cool that somehow that would talk her out of it. Cause I had a book in my back pocket uh-huh. and that works. Uh, and then we kind of fell in love and it was like this long, uh, dream of like, you know, we're restarting civilization in Portland. Like we took over one of the mansions by Laurel Horse Park because uh-huh. there's plenty of, uh, uh, grass there and we were going to, uh, till it into fields. 
and and restart humanity. And did you live to a ripe old age, have lots of children, and then die? Did you basically have Finn in the Pillowverse? No, um, you didn't get that far, but like that's definitely where it's leading. We definitely had like the house, or maybe we were prepping to go to the house, and we had already gotten seeds and stuff. Like we'd done all the work, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, then I. Either the dream ended or I don't remember the, the last of it. But uh, the point is, I've now gotten the Alex is very lonely quotient out of the way. Um, it has to every episode. I have to bring up some some reference <laughs> to how I'm lonely. And uh, that, now it's done. Check off the list. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, in this dream world, did you happen to see your BMO? No. And I can tell you why, though. This had taken place uh, a couple days after the 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 plague had killed pretty much everyone, uh-huh. and I only ran into my apartment uh, to grab some like you know important ephemera for my life that I do, you know I don't want to mm-hmm. b- be gone forever uh, because uh, I, upstairs person would have been dead for a few days. I'm like it's gonna be it's gonna be whiffy in there like no one no one wants to be in the apartment. Although so, you can burn incense then. It's true, but it, there's not enough incense <laughs> in the world for that to. Uh, so no, there were, I wasn't here for long enough to look for Bimo. Uh, ever, if ever I have a dream again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm seeding the thought now. Okay, okay. To look for Bimo in the in the, in the astral dream realm. This that, in the Oniraverse. True Oniromancy. Yeah, and uh, maybe I can find it, and then um, I can be reunited with my delightful little child. <laughs> maybe I need to get like a you know they've got those adorable big stuffed uh, toy, toy baby Yodas uh-huh. pardon do you me need, Grogu's maybe do you I need, need a like a big, big BMO maybe like a, a plushy BMO because I was trying to find a way I don't think BMO would ever be cuddly yeah I was just trying to find a way to like make my life more pathetic and I think like a like a stuffed toy BMO that I sleep with would really complete the like the downward spiral I'm on do you want to get like one of those Body pillows that's got BMO on it. I didn't until you mentioned it, and now but I do. now you do. Yeah, now that's actually you could have all a bunch of BMOs probably on yeah. a body pillow. No, I th- I think there's like a monogamy thing. I'm I'm interested with being just on. one BMO. Yeah, one BMO is enough. One BMO is enough. Yeah, you know, after that, it's just you're being what are you like a BMO orgy. No. Well, you could have BMO, and then if you flipped it over, it could be football. Okay, I can have two then. Yeah, okay, BMO and football <laughs> would be totally fine. Hey, speaking of everything that isn't this, crystals have power. Wow. Do crystals ever have power? So first of all, Finn and Jake have a holo book. Yes. Which is friggin' amazing. So that when the episode opens, like Finn has had this weird giant pink crystal thing delivered to him. Uh, and it's got like a lipstick mark on it. And he's looking through the holo book to see if he can identify the crystal. And uh, we learn right away that this is somehow related to tree trunks. And then uh, also Jake decides that he wants to be a pacifist because he beats up Finn. Yes. And a very uh, older brother wrestling with younger brother, younger brother getting injured thing. Yeah. As someone with two older brothers, I know this well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was I was beaten to within an inch of my life many times. That's not true at all. But uh, yeah. (laughs) But it is why you're in Oregon now. Being accidentally injured by a brother. No, I did lose a front tooth to a brother and had my head smashed open twice. But totally like just roughhousing gone awry. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I probably did that to my little brother too. Yeah, but he deserved it. He, smug little prick. In, <laughs> I'm not going to say that about him. He was I never mean, a smug little prick. I bet your brother once as an adult. I have no fun. I've literally I no bounds to make this statement. I think it's probably way more fair to say that I was a sarcastic asshole who knew how to push his buttons and mm. it just made him angry a lot. Yeah, but now he's taller than you, so you got to be nice. Oh, no. I, I still, ha- I still uh, have sarcasm power. Oh, I'm going to teach him how to punch. Don't, don't, don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm He's gonna, got really long arms. Yeah, I'm going to get your brother to punch you in the mush just once. 
<laughs> I don't want this to happen. <laughs> no, I'll make you take your glasses off first. Don't worry. Uh, the, the, yeah, so there's a crystal and uh, there's a very awkward sequence where Jake proposes to do a tough guy contest mm-hmm. and then does like a like a stereotypical gay voice. And he just like, tough guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I that saw was that too. Interesting. Yeah. And maybe a little wrong. Uh, but also this episode aired in 2010. And I think 2010, we'd probably gone past limping your wrist and doing a I doing a voice that you I just I don't know that we had. That was mm. 13 years ago. Yeah, but 2010. Uh, I mean, you could be right. But I feel like we were like aware because I remember. Oh, no, that was more like 2013 because I remember when I became aware of the fact that we we're using gay as a pejorative. Like, remember, there was a brief time span where like, oh, that's so gay. Meaning like, oh, that's so stupid or whatever. Was, yeah, was but like, I, I think that was like in the 90s. No, but what I mean is there was like this awareness, there was this awareness campaign that happened in the mm. early, uh, probably 2012-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 2010? Okay, yeah, all right. All right. So yeah, the, uh, Jake's horrific homophobia. Oh, wait a second. Now that I think about it, Finn's the only human on the planet. Yeah. And he's ostensibly like cis-hetero. Yeah. There's no way for him to be- Can there be homophobia in that case? I don't think there can. Because there's no homosexuals. Yeah. This is an interesting theory here. I'm not giving anybody uh, any ideas. Aren't you? Yeah, I guess I so. So if there's any like kind of genocidists out there, I we're not for that idea. <laughs> like for anybody. Like I don't even know like what you want to genocide against. Like just don't don't do any genocides. That's that's my public service announcement for, for this episode. Maybe we should just fast forward to the part where Finn gets sexualized, which is yeah. most of the episode. <laughs> So Jake, uh, after beating Finn up, decides to become a fast pacifist, and pretty much right at that moment, or shortly thereafter, like the next day, this portal opens up in their living room. These weird crystal guardians come out, grab Finn, drag drag him through, and Jake luckily follows. But they end up in the crystal universe, yes, which is ruled over by Quartzion, the Crystal Queen. Who we discover is are you guys is, is the audience ready for this? Hey, audience, you ready for this? Tree trunks. Tree, tree trunks, trunks lives. Trunks. Yes. So the last time we saw tree trunks, she'd exploded when she ate the crystal apple in the middle of the forest. Indeed. Remember, I mean, we loved that episode. We talked about that episode for a long time. We did. Uh, I think a lot of that episode was actually me talking about how I don't like tree trunks, though. Yeah, tree trunks is a little annoying, but yeah. it is good to see that she's alive again. Yeah, I'm glad for the, the, most of my tree trunks annoyance comes later when there's like full episodes of like her talking to a fucking pig, and you're just like, yeah. oh god, yeah, yeah. just anything but this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get to those. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so tree trunks is different though. She's flying and glowing, and her stomach is red, and she's got big rubies for eyes, and uh, you know, so Jake goes through this whole thing where he tries to, and and she wants to change Finn into a crystal person so, so that... they can basically fuck forever. Right. And yeah. keep in mind Finn's 11. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. It's gross. It's gross. Well, I was talking to the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the audience... Um, do they, though? Well, they probably figured it out by now. Yeah, I mean, we do harp on about just about every episode. And we by do. we, I mean Alex. Um, so so eventually Jake overcomes his, his pacifism. Oh, wait, wait. Before he overcomes his pacifism, we need to talk about his dream sequences. So his father, yeah. his father uh, Yeshua... Uh, Joshua, for you, for uh-huh. you, uh, you know, Goyam, is speaking to him, and Jake is remembering his wisdom of the past. His wisdom of the past is just punch everybody, just punch everybody, Jake. Uh, and then, then he, uh, one of his great lines is, "Having no self control makes you a tough galoot like me," <laughs> which is, I love his mid Atlantic accent. But the important thing I want to bring up: Jake's brother shows up 
in in the dream. This sequence. is the first time we never knew. Yeah, we didn't know he had a brother. We didn't know Jermaine existed before this. Interesting about this, though. Jake says, are you dead? And he's like, no, we're just having the same dream. Jermaine's voice is not Jermaine's voice. Yeah. It is It is a, what I would call a jive accent. There is there is a, there is an African-American vernacular English quality to it. And and the name Jermaine is, is certainly related to that. I th- there's a lot of this stuff I didn't notice upon first and second watching uh-huh. because I'm not paying attention to the show. I'm just like, right. but- yeah, maybe like maybe this show is a little problematic. <laughs> like there's there's some shit that like I guess I just now that I'm like watching it for like shit to talk about, it's like, oh. All right. So there you're you're sexualizing an eleven year old. You've got stereotypical, like, you know, black scent. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, this is uh okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's get back yeah, to I mean, yeah, problem. Adventure time, come on, grab your friends. This is uh, everything's happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but, uh, but it turns out that, again, it's an ADHD problem. Jake just wasn't listening to everything his father said. Oh, they're talking about me. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm sure you probably have them, too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. (laughs) But, but it turns out that Jake wasn't listening to everything his father said, so his father's spirit or dream or whatever is like, you know, like, he's like, no, you didn't listen to the whole thing, and I can't remember what the whole thing is. He says, he says, you gotta punch everybody. But only the bad guys. But only the bad guys. So that snaps Jake out of it. He goes bonkers and goes into uh fight quartzy on the crystal queen which leads to some really great lines like um uh don't you put your drunk on junk on my trunk yes and um and finn i can't defeat her she's too sassy and powerful which i loved that would make me laugh a lot and then uh and then the creepiest of lines is um when it becomes obvious that jake's gonna have a tough time defeating the crystal queen she goes up to Finn, who has now been completely encased in crystal, and says, Marry me, Finn. We can snuggle through time and space yeah. and kiss each other in an alternate dimension. It's, it is problematic. I it's, don't like it. Yep, me neither. Because the thing about tree trunks is, is she's that, old. Yeah, she's written as old. And I know we've talked about how old Lady Princess, maybe this she was born weirder old. Than, and she's only 11. Yeah. Like, so maybe tree trunks is 11, and she was just born as an old lady elephant. But we see her backstory later on. We know that she's old. We know that she's gone yeah. through multiple marriages. That's and she's true. She's had a long, so it's full just, life. It's just gross. Like, it's it's gross. just straight up gross. Uh, this show is disgusting. And we're going to be back <laughs> next week with uh, with more with uh, uh, Steven Universe biz <laughs> with Alex and Eric. That's uh, all the hearts of Steven Universe, a show that doesn't feature uh, ancient elephants trying to fuck an eleven year old. That would be fair. She does say snuggle, so. She does. And, you know, I think also to be fair, none of these otherworldly creatures and magical beings realize uh, the uh, how how humans work. So they don't really know that Finn isn't of the age of consent. Oh, yeah. that yeah, Actually, that's a really good point. It seems like they're all like adults kind of quickly. They're almost yeah. born into their adult form. Yeah, especially maybe, like candy people. Like all, even tree yeah. trunks. Like, you know, I mean, Finn's been around for 11 years. So maybe, Jake's already got kids. So maybe they don't know that Finn's not in his final form. They just think yeah. adult humans look like that. Interesting. This does actually solve some of the uh, gross problems. It does. It of does. That if the, the assumption is, no, he is a final form adult. That's just the way they look because no mm-hmm. one knows what a human looks like. Right. Hmm. You know, the other thing uh, that, I mean, we can talk about it in later episodes, but is it incumbent on Finn to try to reproduce being the last of his species? Like trying to find like a mutated person that like is still, you know, close enough in you know genetics. To no, try to... no, I don't think it is. I think this might be the end of humans. Yeah, that's, that's a little sad. 
Is it? I don't know. We're funny. We make cartoons. It's a good time. That's times. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I guess we will never know. We will never know. Well, we could kidnap Pendleton Ward and I can torture him using screws. Oh, right. Do you still have the screws? I think I didn't. Well, I removed two before she left. So, yeah, I still have a few. Yeah. I wish before I got on that um, torture thing, I would have changed the pronoun to he because I, although it's both reprehensible and disgusting, I feel like imaginary torturing a dude is like less horrible. That's really sexist. Is it? Yeah. Huh. I guess I'm a little sexist because I feel like if I'm going to torture someone, I'd rather torture a dude. Well, I mean, that's just a preference. But saying that torturing a dude is more reprehensible than torturing a non-dude is probably sexist. Hmm. Yeah, but it's like good sexist. Is it? It's I like mean, it's like charming sexist. I don't know. As a dude, I don't necessarily want to feel like I am more deserving of torture. All right. So Eric's on record. He wants to torture women. Cool. I don't want to torture women. On I don't record. want to torture anybody. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> Says you. Uh, I have nothing else about this episode. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we should mention that like uh, yeah, bringing, bringing tree trunks back makes this a an important core episode, right? Like this is definitely part of yeah. the overall plot of Adventure Time because tree trunks is a really, really important character. Sure. Um, we'll see, uh, you know, so, you know, there are... There are some annoying Tree Trunks backstory episodes at some point, but Tree Trunks is is really, really pivotal in the um The Lich story. The Lich yeah. story. And and we're gonna see that. So so she does take a, a more prominent role um as the seasons go on and, and we'll see, you know, so listener, you guys should be happy that Tree Trunks are back. Um but yeah, so so Jake does end up saving the day. He kicks the crystal apple out of tree trunks, turns her back into an elephant. And she apologizes for all the things she said, does make one more sassy comment, but then everybody gets apple pie in the end. Yeah, uh, you're right. She does play an important role, but I think my annoyance at her never really goes away. I find I, it to be a... I agree with you about the annoyance thing. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. And yeah. the fact that, like, so later in the show, uh, people at home, if you haven't watched them, she marries a pig. Mm-hmm. And, Mr. Pig. His he, name is only Mr. Yeah, Pig. And he's not a particularly interesting character either. Ugh. So there's just swaths of just like two uninteresting characters that are borderline annoying interacting with each other. And uh, yeah, anyway, we'll we'll save that annoyance for uh, four seasons down the line or whatever yeah, the fuck it yeah. is. Probably next. Probably next season, actually. Uh, all right. Well, I do have some um, trivia about this episode. I would love to hear the three ways of this tr- of this episode. Okay, so uh, Tree Trunks is voiced by um, Polly Lou Livingston, mm-hmm. um, who uh, passed away uh, in 2021, and she was like 90 something years old. Yes, so she was an old lady, um, even when she voiced Tree Trunks. Yeah, we were talking about time. that the first episode where she was uh, Pendleton Ward's mom's friend oh that's right and that's yeah, just yeah. a regular voice yeah, yeah yeah that's just your regular voice. i don't know if we talked about that in the episode or that was like you and i at a bar but either way yes yeah yeah, yeah. so so anyhow um this was all like we mentioned this is the first mention of jermaine this is the first time we learned that jermaine exists mm-hmm. uh this is also the first time that it's confirmed that joshua who's uh finn and jake's dad uh is actually dead like they they they'd hinted at it and stuff, oh, but yeah. this is the first time they really confirm that Joshua's dead. Uh, this is also the first episode storyboarded by uh, Jesse Moynihan, who is uh, poss- who is one of my favorite uh, Adventure Time like behind the scenes storyboard artist people. Um, so that was kind of 
uh, exciting yeah. to learn. Jesse Moynihan, I believe, is the one that d- designs Golb and Glob and like the weird, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, weird Martian people. He's uh, uh, he's basically he's basically I think one of the people who really starts bringing a lot of the occult influences into Adventure Time because he's a he's a he's a practicing occultist and mm. you know he's got like a ongoing weird occult web comic and a blog and like he's designing a tarot deck and all that kind of stuff he's a he's a weirdo and i've heard some really really amazing interviews with him too so he's he's somebody worth checking out like he's one of the um occult influencers of adventure time for sure indeed yeah eric do you have another segment for us? i do Ooh, i would like to hear it i would like to tell a story it's short. Right. I'll allow it. It's about music. Um, oh, about music. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been uh, uh, I've been trying to learn how to play blues piano. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show recently, but um, uh, blues piano is hard for me. So I learned how to play classical piano originally, and blues sort of like breaks that. It breaks a lot of assumptions and changes a lot of things. Uh, and getting to a point where I was sort of like comfortable playing it it's it's taken a lot of practice but uh yesterday i played the organ um at a masonic lodge event and i played the blues organ oh really and um people afterwards like oh yeah that was great like we liked how you you know had the whole blues stuff going on i was like yes the only reason i was able to do it so i can't play left and right hand blues stuff at the same time yet i can do one or the other uh because it's tricky I'm, i'm getting there it's gonna take a lot more practice but um the organ i was using had a thing called a magic genie where you could just if you turned that on you could just hold down one note and it would like play whole chords and stuff for you so that really helped Ooh, that's yeah. fancy yeah. yeah so i could do that with my left hand and then i could do blues improv improv with my right hand and it was successful i successfully did blues improv on an organ i felt like a 70s rock star that's cool yeah it was pretty fun yeah all right so uh, you heard it home eric blew an organ yesterday totally that's that's kind of my only segment i I didn't bring any show and i don't have any show and tell i don't have any other exciting stuff uh so you know maybe we're just gonna make up for the last episode being three hours long by having this i think that's two episodes ago the last episode i think is long too uh Uh, i do have a a small uh oh you have a segment well a what are you reading what are you imbibing what are you etc Ooh. uh i'm continuing stephen king uh, thing because uh i ended the dark tower uh books and they it's the worst ending i've ever read in anything if if you could make if you could somehow coalesce all the dog shit that's ever happened in the universe and and compress it to like a almost like a singularity like a black hole and then f- that black hole starts sucking in every single bad idea for a finale from like lost to mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. shows that don't have any kind of ending to that that kid that looks at the snow globe but it turns out that's actually the end of the show that so singularity this... explodes into a brand new universe, and that universe creates the end of uh, the Dark Tower books because it is fucking terrible. Oh my god! It, it's like it's terrible on like many levels. I don't want to like get like too into it, but as someone that writes, uh-huh. the ending was that thing that you say, ah, I don't know, it can end like this. Before you finished any of the books, like you just go, ah, it's probably the end like that, and just kind of like like before first draft. And that motherfucker did that as the final draft. That was the end of it. This just ugh. so anyway. So finish that. Uh, okay. And I bitched about it on um, on Twitter. 
And there was a there was a response on Twitter uh, at Alex Bolin, Alex with two X's, uh, said, "Well, uh, this can't. You, you must mean uh, that there's a the stand is an exception to this. The 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 endings of Stephen King books uh, sucking." I'm like, "Well, I've never read the stand. Uh, I do like Stephen King's storytelling uh, for the most part. His writing's iffy, but he tells a good story, good ideas. He just doesn't know how to end it." I'm like, "All right, I'll try the stand." I started the stand the other day, so now I've read the seven uh, books of the Dark Tower trilogy. Uh, trilogy of the series, uh, the, uh, the Shining, and now uh-huh. the Stand. Uh-huh. Everyone but one has used the N word. <laughs> what said in this, the hell? Because the Stand what, has. What in the term. hell is going on, Stephen King? Because I was like, "There's no fucking way that." Because I was thinking this is just a weird sample set. Because like the one, the one thing is a character as uh, a black woman that grew up like in the pre-segregation um, times in in America. Okay, so it's like her referencing what was said to her. It works with the character. I get it. Okay. I, I, you know, acceptable. The, the, the Shining is a racist uh, ghost. Fine. Uh, and the, But yeah, this is just... I, man, stop saying that, Stephen King. What the fuck? Yeah, you don't even need it. You don't even need it in order to get across the idea that a character is racist. Yeah, it was just... Even shockingly racist. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to finish the book because uh, I heard the ending's good from one guy on Twitter that I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to... Um, I'm going to, in the back of my head, I'm very sus about Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, sus. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, um, he, he keeps using the N word in every book I've read, I except for one. And I, honestly, I think that one book, I'm pretty sure he used it in there too, and I just mm-hmm. missed it. Um, uh, I have been, uh, watching, uh, two Star Wars things, uh, the new episode of the Mandalorian, or the new season of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and the new season of Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are really excellent, really fun. I agree with The Mandalorian. I thought this season, The Bad Batch, has been a little spotty. Oh, really? I've been yeah. enjoying it a lot. It's it's fine. I just it's uh, got yeah. it's got some development. I had some feelings. It made me have feelings oh, okay. a little bit. Uh, you know? Yeah, I don't have those. Uh. Yeah, I know. But uh, but it, one of the things I'm enjoying about The Mandalorian is how much Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. She's kinda great. incredible. Yeah, she's um, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. She she's means? basically like a male Dirk Benedict. I don't know who that is. <sighs> Dirk Benedict played uh, the face in the original A Team, and he oh, played that guy, the yeah. original. I knew that name um, sounded familiar. Battlestar Galactica dude, uh, Starbuck. Starbuck. He was the uh, original Starbuck. Oh, okay. Uh, it was yes. a joke. That was a joke about Starbuck. And I, that joke was fine. And, and it, it would have been better it if, been, you if I knew were, if you were better <laughs> yeah, yeah, at your yeah. pop culture exactly. references. If, if, <laughs> if I was a little stronger on seventies pop culture, I would have eighties. That's eighty. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure the 70s. All right, fine. You know what? No, no, it, it was a, a very early 80s. I think it might have started in 79, but it went through like 84. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was four when it Because ended. it was after that the A-Team happened. Do, 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 it was after the do, A-Team do, was later do, in the 80s. Do, 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 Who cares? Do, uh, the do, point do, is, all right, stop singing the A-Team. But let's okay. end this episode. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, A-Team happened after uh, Battlestar Galactica oh, got it. ended. Oh, yeah. God, uh, I like both those shows. I'm enjoying Bad Patch season three or whatever season it is, but it's just, it, there's a couple of, I don't know. I, I kind of want the plot to like sna- get a little snappier. I do too. I think that they've got, yeah, I, I, I guess it could get a little snappier. I think that there's a lot of, I think they're trying to shift the direction, but yeah, yeah. the animation is amazing. Though. Yeah. The animation is definitely getting a lot better. And yeah, Mandalorian season three, I'm enjoying I like how it's getting a little more uh, larger in scope and in plot and yeah, good stuff. So uh, I agree with that. The other thing I'm watching, uh-huh. uh, because I'm watching both both of those as well, or I should say the other thing I watched, 
I watched Stephen King's uh, Stephen King's Jesus fuck Alex you you brain dead piece of shit I didn't say that I did <laughs> I watched Steven Spielberg's oh. uh, AI uh, artificial intelligence oh god with Haley Joel Osment I realized that I'd never seen the whole movie because uh-huh. uh, and then did you realize why no because um, <laughs> it was on cable all the time so I'd seen a whole bunch and I thought I I thought I'd seen the whole thing a uh, lot darker of a movie than I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. Uh, a lot better of a movie than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, you know, 90s schlock. Uh, but the thing that my main takeaway, because I'm I'm an idiot and only care about dumb things, the end of the movie, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie, uh, is uh, uh, 2,000 years in the future. Uh, New York has been both flooded and now frozen over. And you can see the 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 hand of the Statue of Liberty reaching out from under the ice. And the Are top of the Chrysler people? building. No. The top of the Chrysler building, the top of another building, and... The two tops of the Twin Towers, because oh, oh, the movie was made pre-2001. Oh, 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 like, ooh, that is, yeah, you, uh, I get you can't predict the future, but yikes, that is, because yeah. they are like center. Like, it's uh-huh. not, it's, there's no, there's no like, oh, I wonder what those two buildings are. Like, and his motherfucker is like, that of the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, AI was actually pretty fun. Like, I didn't realize, I forgot how short the kind of domestic part at the front was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that being like almost the whole movie, but it's not. Like the whole movie is him and Jude Law, basically. And then there's that part at the end with like the future robots is like 20 minutes. I remember that being like a minute and a half, but it's like oh, a wow. whole fucking act. Yeah. God, I haven't, I've only seen that movie once. Um, I'm not saying like go back and watch it, but like I, 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 I found it. I, I actually found it a, a rewarding experience. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I've been doing, um, my roommate and I have been sort of really slowly uh, doing a uh, kind of rewatch of Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, you know, with the Winchester Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty consistently good show. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's um, it's like you know, it's it's basically Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But yeah, a little more dudes rock. A little bit Buffy more the dudes Van- rock than Buffy the Vampire. I Slayer. watched the first bunch of seasons and I enjoyed it, uh, mm-hmm. but. At some point, it lost my interest. And yeah, same here. I heard that it gets better after that point because there's some season that people kind of agree that it's like, oh, they kind of went off the rails a little bit. And apparently yeah. it improves after that. But it, there's like 15 seasons or some know, shit. Like there's so many ridiculous. fucking episodes. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're watching season two and I can't imagine that my rewatch is going to make it all the way through because I, I, I never finished watching it. I think I did last a long time, I think until like season 10 or something, but I gave up on it i think you gave up a little after me because i got to um i don't know seven or somewhere in there when they meet god and it's booger from revenge of the nerds curtis armstrong oh that's not god that's metatron oh metatron sorry sorry yeah around there oh yeah yeah god's yeah anyway they get to around there okay it's just like they start and then they just kind of start like repeating their old plots of like well Mm -hmm. it turns out the guy we put in hell two seasons ago is gonna break out and now we're secret lost brothers oh no one of you is damned and one of you has to save the other one oh no now the other one is damned and you gotta save that one (laughs) just like they're just going through the early season they've already they've already started doing that right they've already started doing the thing where it's like oh no this this brother died and now you gotta bring them back from hell oh no now the other brother's dead it's uh yeah, but I, I enjoyed that show for a while. Yeah. Okay, uh, that is, I think that's the episode. Uh, uh, we already gave a call to call to arms. Let's do it again. I'll do it again. You do it again. All right. 
tell a friend about our podcast, please. We need to, if we're going to spread the word, it's it's on you, dear listener, uh, our lovely, lovely listener. Let us massage the insides of your ears and also massage the insides of the ears of your pals. Talk about this at the next happy hour. Call your mom and tell her about this. Call your niece and or nephew and or younger sibling or maybe older sibling and tell them about this great podcast with... Um, Two weird dudes in a basement in Portland talking about a cartoon show for kids. Okay. And uh, on that note, I I would like to thank the people on Twitter that do retweet our stuff every episode. I'm not going to name them by name because I don't remember two of them and then I feel bad. But there are people that like, con- you know, consistently yeah, retweet and our stuff. Yeah, thank you we, so much. And we very much appreciate it. Uh, you, you're, you're the best. Uh, the other thing you could do to help our show, though. Uh, is to send Alex a BMO. Oh, yeah. Send me a BMO. I forgot about that. What I was going to say is like a body try, to, try to get your Twitter audience to be bigger, too. So if you get a bunch of Twitter followers and then tweet about our show, that'd be great, too. Because that's also helping you. I mean, this is a win-win situation. All right. We're done. All right. We'll okay. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Alfita Zane, minor champions. Mwah. Mwah.